I mean, you say off the rails. I say on a mission from God. <laughs> I, I say, when did we imply there were rails? Um, hello, world. Hello, world. Hello, world. There we go. I, I kind of want to call it the comma. Hello, comma, world. Sure. <laughs> Programmer joke. I'm not even a good programmer. Why am I making this joke? Oh. This is about K-pop, not programming. So, abort, well, abort, abort. What you didn't know is this is about programming in K-pop. All about the specific ways in which K-pop groups and their handlers and everything have to build websites oh, to promote them. We've got it. We've got a. Right? Um, we've got a robot. We need to program with knowledge of K-pop. Is that how this one works? It's not not how it works. Okay, so you're fine with me calling you a robot. Eh, I've been called worse. I've been called a fatter, less interesting version of Travis Gafford. So compared to that, uh, robot's fine. The, there's also the, well, the other title I have for this is The Idiot's Guide to K-Pop. So do you want to volunteer to be the village idiot? Hey, how you doing? I'm Chase from Cook and Wassenaar. I know a lot about League of Legends, not as much about K-Pop, but I'm, I'm interested in learning definitely been enjoying it because for my job it doesn't make a lot of sense for me to listen to like podcasts that could distract me or music with english words that tends to distract me more than k-pop does it's very fun and it's boiled down to exactly what i want for music in that spot <laughs> but i am new to this and i joined a couple discords recently which is a big step and a lot of people were asking me questions about my biases <laughs> and when I think I'm going to get to a concert and all like, there's a lot of questions and I don't have answers. So hopefully by the end of this podcast, I will at least know what answers would sound right. You, know? you would know enough to be able to come up with an answer. Right. That's the goal. Hashtag the dream. There's another person on this podcast who's been very quiet. <laughs> she laughs a lot. That stuck out in the editing of like how often it's like uh, just the little the, the, the little laugh she has in response to usually one of us saying something very stupid. <laughs> you can introduce yourself at any time, sir. I was waiting for that to go first. <laughs> Why are you waiting for me to go first? I go last. We've established this already. He, I forgot. Well, probably because I never said it out loud. We just did it last time. And I'm like, you know what? This works for me. All right. My name's Sarah Dress. I'm pretty, like, I listen to K-pop for a long time now. I mostly listen to guy groups or boy groups because I feel like it'll make a good balance because our other K-pop connoisseur here mostly listens to girl groups. So hopefully we can balance that out. Hopefully. With our powers combined. Yeah. And then. One of us knows a lot about girl groups, one of us knows a lot about boy groups, and another one of us knows nothing about anything. Hey! And also in K-pop. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and yeah, and I'm Zach. I am the resident expert on girl groups, I guess. And yeah, there's not much more interesting for to me than that. Unlike And our lovely host. Yeah, and the host of this. Unlike Chase, I don't have people that know me for, well, I don't have people who send me death threats. I will at least say that. Congratulations. There, there is a certain point where you kind of almost don't mind the death threats because <laughs> that means somebody say, cares enough. I, uh, interesting strategy. <laughs> hey, if people I, hate you, they know you. That's true. I did. 
I did get a lot of very interesting messages on Reddit over the last 48 hours. Oh, God. What did you do? Because we published an interview. I didn't even say it this time. This was we published an interview with a famous Overwatch caster who said something along the lines of, I can't believe how upset Mercy fans were in Overwatch that she got nerfed when it was so obviously needed. Like, it was like the worst I've ever seen a player base complain about a necessary nerf. Um, and you're gonna be surprised to hear that people who liked Mercy weren't having that. And they all were blaming, like, me? Because I, like, (laughs) brought up the article. It's like, who cares what you think? I'm like, you don't. I'm not the one in the interview. I'm just here, man. Wait, wait. Wait, video game fans overreacted? I know. You're shocked. Yeah. I mean, they're always, you know, the calmest, most civil people yeah. you'll meet. That's what they say. They say gamers, gamers, cool, calm, collected, definitely don't trip over their words. See, I, okay. I seem to be incapable of not saying things that are going to piss people off. Yay. See, now I've got, <laughs> now I've got all video game fans mad at me. <laughs> ah, you're, we're Gucci. And it's, I, I think... I think anyone who would be listening to this podcast is not going to yeah. take that description personally. <laughs> because I think that we're, those are two very different audiences. I'm wondering what now is the intersection between K-pop fans and video game fans that might actually listen to this a podcast about, well, K-pop. Esports. I'm telling you, man. I, I, I randomly see every now and then uh, people in video co- in youtube comments talk about oh i heard of this group like i heard of twice because of box box or somebody and i'm like what is it what are you talking about oh yeah box box have to go and look up wait who is this the idiot's guide to k-pop or chase's guide to k-pop but the two terms can be interchangeable for the time being (laughs) it's not unfair i did just wave to the computer as if they could hear me when you said chase's guide to k-pop so well they can hear you they can't see you Man, I'm doing my best. This is not going great. <laughs> no, this is going amazing. This is this is kind of follow up to the last episode. I know we I know we said at the beginning there is one thing that we were going to mispronounce a lot of things that just kind of comes with this territory. There are going to be names and things we get wrong. But there was one that I got wrong and I got the pronunciation wrong and I have some serious problems with this. Which one? Now I'm curious. It was when we were talking about the song "Don't Know You" by the the one where the the with the girl shooting the teddy bear. You know where the guy from Shiny is in the teddy bear at the oh. end. Oh, I pronounced the name of that singer as Heiza, and yet when watching the Mnet Music Awards, they were pronouncing her name as Hayes. This bothers me. Oh, yes, that's the way they pronounce it. They are technically correct in this situation. But they have also specifically said they were inspired by the German for the German word Heise. And so <laughs> I don't like the pronunciation. <laughs> I feel like you're doing this wrong. <laughs> so any chance she was wearing purple? I don't recall. Oh, so you're saying she was not purple haze. <laughs> oh. There we go. Thank you. I was like, what are you? <laughs> I was wondering if something stupider could be said than what I was saying, and you 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 nailed it right there. One, maybe two more things. Does uh, I, I have the note, the line here in the notes as regrettable ratings, because we went through and marathon and, you know, rated all those songs in a marathon. Does anyone have thoughts of just something where it was like, oh, I got this wrong? Or are you all perfectly consistent? And I'm the weirdo. I guess I have to look at my thing again. Yeah, I'm going to say and people in the show notes already realize this, but 
I absolutely redid my list after the podcast episode because I had been doing it on the fly during the episode. So I was just like, oh, these are all the songs that I like. I'm just throwing them all in this one moment. And then I realized what I had done, which is I'd missed about three or four of my five star songs. My list was not representative of what I wanted to do. So then I had to like rework it and take into account the whole, we can only pick one song per band. And then I reordered things because I took some more time to think about it. So I have my new 10 that I'm going to put, I'll put it in the show notes again for this in case people are curious. And even as I'm looking at it now, like I could switch Yes I Am by Mamamoo and As If It's Your Last by Blackpink in the four or five spot another 10,000 times and yeah. I would still not feel like I got it quite right. Yeah. But I would never want to put them any lower. I don't think mine changed at all. I, I agree with the difficulty of the placement of them. I don't know if you noticed, but when I listed the top 10, I listed both Likey and Red Flavor as number one because I was like, look, I cannot choose between these two songs. Ah. So I had two number ones and then I went to number three. That is true. I, I also had the, I was figuring out my strategy for rating over time and I would probably going back have given um, a, a couple of the boy group songs, specifically Coco Bop and DNA. I probably would have in a truly impartial, you know, rating as opposed to, oh, my stupid biased brain would have said, okay, these probably should get fives. So we would have had a few more songs that were fives across the board, but it's, I don't know. I couldn't have done any better at the time. I didn't know. That's yeah. true. Why don't you know? Or why didn't you know, I guess, in this case? Well, because yeah. I was figuring it out as I went, and I wasn't about to go back and redo a ton of songs to be like, oh, now I've changed the way I've changed my criteria for how I rate these. Oh gosh. That's uh, fair. If, if you should have told Chunga that she wouldn't have had to do the whole song. Been <laughs> like, oh, that's that's why you didn't know. I got it. Yeah, it was a real, shall we say, roller coaster of an experience. Hmm. Mm. I'm assuming that's a reference that yeah, I just don't reference. That was a song Chungha put out like two days before oh, we yeah. recorded the podcast. <laughs> I was See, that's the part of this that's going to be great. I can make references and you guys are like, oh, that's so funny. Yeah. And then you make references and I'm like, oh. Yeah. Well, I, I, was, I was trying to do a nice segue to the next part where like anything like before we get to the main thing, like just kind of anything, anything interesting K-pop related in like the most recent month or anything like that. And I, because I realized actually, Wow, January was great for girl groups. It was kind of amazing <laughs> looking at it like, wow, how many songs they put out? Like, no, I really like these. I really enjoyed the Red Velvet mini album they put out. That was great. There was that. There was, oh my God, why is my brain suddenly failing me? There was the Boots by Gugudan. There was Roller Coaster by Chung Ha. Okay. And this, yeah, solo, not group, but whatever. There was Heroin by okay. Soon Mi. I almost called her Gashina. Oh my gosh. <laughs> then there was um, my brain, ca- Boom Boom by Momoland. That also came out like, wow, okay, this is a lot of good stuff in a month. Yeah, I can get behind it. It was it was fun. Oh, gosh. It's very rare that I'm adding things in real time because so much of my K-pop playlist building comes from needing to catch up on a whole bunch of things I missed. But what I did listen to that came out this month i really like i've listened to kingdom come about 30 too many times uh it's just it's just real real good and it's nice to see i want to believe that this is a great sign for next year's end of the year list but i guess i have to ask you like is it as popular as i want it to be or 
are we going to have a whole bunch of Bulbagon 4 again? Oh, no. I, like, what are the charts I don't know, like? but I am going to probably be keeping an eye on the monthly charts just to get an idea, you know, what's going on. Because let me put it this way. I want to prepare... I want to be better prepared for the next time we have to go through the entire list so that I don't have to go through the entire list at that time. I think it took me something like 11 hours of preparation for the podcast, the majority of which was just watching all of these. It is a long night. Yeah, well, that was that was actually spread off over days. (laughs) Yeah, now now you've got me thinking I need to look at the charts and then see. Oh, no, there's another goblin show. And Bulbagon is just has come back with a vengeance. (laughs) Oh no! I Goblin two point even more goblins. <laughs> oh god! Look, man, I I really do feel like for one of these episodes, we might just have to watch Goblin. I mean, I know we all intrinsically <laughs> hate it now, but perhaps maybe that's like a retrospective. Like we go through and we watch the show. It's like, oh man, now that I've watched the show and I know what these songs are attached to, they still suck, but I hate them a little less now. Like that's the one goal, of the I goblin think. songs was by Mama Moo, and I'm just like, oh god, this is terrible. This is boring. Mm-hmm. I don't remember which one it was. There's a reason for that. <laughs> it's like Mama Moo, you did something that made me just bored. This is not a good sign. Oh, I, I yeah. would say not. I mean, we may have different opinions on what, what was their song? Paint me. We may have differing opinions on that. I really did not like that song, but Paint they put it out at the beginning of the year. It's very. Ballady. Yeah. Oh, from January? I don't think I even heard it. I was mostly listening to Tell Me by Infinite because it's so good. Oh, it looks like a ballad. Not going to go there. Just stay with my infinite golden child stray kids. Infinite golden child. That sounds like a <laughs> the combination of those two. I thought that was all one oh. phrase. Yeah, like we have infinite golden child kids. Oh, okay, cool. So it seems like that would take up a lot of space. There's infinite That of sounds them. more like NCT. I think at this point they have 347 members and 133 subunits. What? That's a joke. I can't remember. There's just a lot of them. But there's supposed to be, there's a lot of them. There's there's many. There's many. Let's put it that way. Look, you guys Holland. have to be aware. We also, we should, Holland. That was a big. There you go. Holland, the homosexual oh. K-pop idol who put out a song that honestly like didn't get super big, but was a big step. Way to go, Korea. Way to go, Korea. Um, Yay. Also, I just we got to be clear here, both because of myself and because the viewers and listeners may also not be aware. When you guys say something like, this group has 300 members, <laughs> I believe you. Yeah, no, that's the thing. is joke like that because i i I made that joke because there there is a japanese group called akb 48 that has something like 120 girls in it it's kind of bizarre what's the point of the 48 (laughs) they were originally 48 and then they just kept expanding okay i was i was thinking this was like a sum 41 situation where, where the answer is they didn't know they just thought a number would make them sound a little bit more like blink 182 as of right now NCT has 18 members. And I thought Cosmic Girls was too big at 13. I thought Top Dog was too big at 13. My, my limit comes somewhere around 9 or 10, any more than that. And I'm like, I cannot keep track of anyone by any means. Yeah, I mean, like, I did it, and but that's a lot. So to finally bring us to the point, <laughs> 50 minutes into recording. All right, why start, start now? <laughs> oh, I don't know. Okay. But we have to kind of get to the point eventually. All right. We're going to kind of give an overview of what on earth K-pop is and just think general things you need to know. 
We're calling it the, I'm calling it the idiot's guide to K-pop. You can call it whatever you want because, well, let's face it. The last episode would not be a good introduction for anyone to anything. That list is not what you give somebody if you want to introduce them to K-pop. Fair. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think like if I hadn't already had some songs sent to me by you and Sarah and we got into like the Bolt Begone 4 stretch, there's like three of them and 10 songs. I'm not sure if we're doing this podcast right now, but luckily Bjergsen, a Danish player in North America, listened to a lot of bubble pop like four years back. <laughs> and so the crisis was averted. <laughs> All right. The issue I've come into, because I'm trying to, for this, define what exactly do we mean when we say K-pop? Because you could just say, oh, it's pop music from South Korean groups. But that's kind of yes and kind of no. Just like any time in music trying to draw boundaries around a genre or something, they're a little fuzzy. I think mostly we would be referring to idol groups. Yeah. Because, yeah, there are, you know... Some idols do solo or duos, but it's usually focused on groups. And they're the ones, if you are thinking K-pop, you are probably thinking idol groups. Yeah, most likely. You're not thinking something like Psy, despite being the most popular Korean singer in the world, probably. You know, he's not what they're trying yeah. to sell. He already had like a song or something back in the day. Well, he's got a few listens, yeah. I'm sure. <laughs> Once he became really big, I get the feeling that the whole Korean music industry looked at each other and was just like, really? Why this guy? I also have that question. (laughs) But don't get me wrong. I'm appreciative. Again, another way (laughs) in which my introduction to K-pop was not Bulbagon 4. Bulbagon 4 fans, by the way, have really pissed off because they're like, you could have picked anything. That's what I'm just, I'm just going to keep going there. But thank goodness that Psy was there to scream at butts in a music video and do weird dances in elevators. Make sure that this <laughs> podcast could happen. Yeah. I was about to go somewhere. There's there. no forgot. knowing where we're going. One side note about this, which Uh-oh. could get into a really, really weird conversation, but no, we're oh. leaving Expedition out of okay. this. Okay. Yeah, let's not talk about because Expedition. Because they are something else entirely. But not, not everyone. The Korean is about the music being in Korean and being produced by agencies that are. Not necessarily everyone yes. involved in the groups is Korean. All right. Yeah, that's that's kind of the distinction I'm looking to make here. Lisa and Blackpink is Thai. Uh, three of the girls and twice are Japanese. One of them's from Taiwan. You know, they're, they tend to go, the larger agencies especially tend to go more widely. There's even some in some groups where there's like one in Priston, Kyla, the youngest member of it, her Mother's Korean, but her father's American. Yeah, no, there's definitely... There's not too many I can think of. Kyla, Somi, uh, Nancy of Gugudan. No, not Gugudan, Momoland. But yeah, there are some, but in general, they will be mostly be Korean, but not entirely. It's The Korean part is about the language it's in and the companies producing it. Very good. True. I love, by the way, that in the notes, you actually include the question, <laughs> did you expect it to come from North Korea? <laughs> I'm just, I, I, you had to make sure that no one listening is well, like, oh man, Kim Jong-un's favorite music, whatever that may be. Look, at, at one point we could talk about Morimbong Band. That that could definitely be a topic somewhere in the future. But for right now, we're talking about pretty people. South Korea. <laughs> in tight pants and or short shorts. 
I, I did define this well enough to say we're talking about idol groups, but I feel like that just draws another question of what the f*** is an idol? Oh. What do we mean when we say that? Oh my. <laughs> this is an interesting thing to try and untangle. Yeah. Should I try to start or do you want to you try and try explain to start. this? <laughs> oh god i'll start if you want i just yeah, don't think it's gonna go where no, you no you are not starting you are not starting you'll go down some you'll go down some where we'll sp- if you start we'll spend longer trying to correct your mistakes than we would trying to explain it correctly in the first place that's fair does sound fun but i guess i'll let you guys do it <laughs> idols so the best i could come up with for a definition of an idol other than you can tell when you see you know that there is a certain style to the music to even the process of fi- to the process of finding and training singers mm. that seems to be what idols are built around there was a uh, Lee Suman who created SM Entertainment their um Girls Generation Red Velvet Super Junior EXO Super Junior G-X-T. I mean re- really big he had this idea of cultural technology where he's basically the idea was you can break down a lot of the promotion, training, and everything down to a science. And that's kind of what the idol system is. The way to find and recruit singers, dancers, etc., and train them up. And the training is a huge part of this whole process. Yeah. Like I looked I went to look just to get an idea. I think training times have gone down recently. I don't think they tend to spend as long. But as an example, in Girls' Generation, on the average, they spent five years and nine months training. All nine members spent on an average. And they spent something like $25 million just training them in dance, singing, etc. To get them up to the level where they were like, okay, we're good. You can debut now. I always find the training thing to be kind of insane that they spend that much time and money on it because that's... Well, from an American perspective, that seems kind of strange. Don't most um, labels, agencies, et cetera, try to find people who already have some talent and then, hey, let's just use your talent. We'll give you money. You make music. We don't tend to see the training as much in there. The best metaphor I can always think to this is this is 1930s Hollywood. Korea is in the early days, relatively speaking, of this being a massive industry. They're in the world where it is relatively unregulated and completely insane (laughs) oh boy there is a reason that when you sign on you sign a contract and oftentimes the contracts are called slave contracts i'm going to try not to dwell too much on the negatives of this but it's a thing that's there it's what goes into the creating these groups yep goes in yeah i'm sorry how does the sausage get made it can be a really ugly process (laughs) you know basically you you start signing people you know you start signing kids usually they go to school when they're done with school they come in and you train them for several hours send them back home and you keep going you pay them nothing and then eventually they might debut and then once they debut they owe back all of the money that was spent training them and this is an interesting thing where it could be a negative could be a positive in building almost a sense of community between them, they do all tend to live together once they're once the, once they've debuted and once they're performing. Everyone does live together. They always call it the dorms, where the group, the whole group, will just live together. Yeah, but they don't always like stay that way, really, because they're like, they, you're you're right. When like when they're training and things, they'll all live together in the dorms. Depending on how big the group is, they might have to have 
multiple ones because it's hard to fit. <laughs> I'll spot them, but they do. It's ridiculous. Yeah, they tend to they tend to live together at least early on. Yeah. Later on in the process, as they start making more money out of it or just grow up and mature and don't want to be there. And a lot of this can depend by, with which agency they're in. The agencies work, they were focusing here on music because, well, we're talking about music and they put a lot into it, but these agencies manage any or any talent management. Oftentimes they're also doing, they'll be in acting, commercials, modeling, you know, just a general agent or entertainment. The different agencies will be various, varyingly permissive in how they treat the members of the group. Some of them can be extremely controlling. Others are just kind of like, yeah, do whatever you want. We have these specific things we need from, but other than that, just do what you want. It's, it's very interesting. Yeah. Like, like, is there a particular kind of thing to look for when it comes from which companies are more or less open with their performers? Cause like I hear a lot about the ones where it's like, you're not allowed to date. Or you're not allowed to wear particular clothing because you have a look that you're supposed to keep to. Yeah. Like the, the, I swear the dating ban is a thing that they do because it makes things a lot more, because it gets a lot more attention than when they are dating. I wonder how much they really don't want them to date and how much they want the publicity that comes from illicit relationships. Dating ban also, the point of a lot of idol groups, there's like pretty much, if you think about their songs, their love songs, they're trying to be like, and essentially like in the fantasy of I could be your boyfriend, I could be your girlfriend. And if they're like pretty much saying like, like if they're speaking to like teenage girls or things, just being like, that's the fantasy, like, oh wow, like I could date Opa. And then if you're like, but Opa has a girlfriend. If you think about when they have like had girlfriends or things, those girls receive the worst, like hate mail, death, like it's terrible. And there's like, it's a whole thing of like, don't ruin the illusion. Yeah, don't. There was, that's, was it there were, I remember one of the girls in Twice, Mina, received death threats when she made, when she was just rumored to be dating somebody. Whoa. Okay. Uh, fandom, please calm down. I mean, I'm not particularly surprised for the way that they market them, but. It's not unexpected, but it's also, you know, you can do better than terrible. that. It just, it, it does give like a weird air to everything. Not. Like, I choose. I try not to think about it as a general rule. Yeah, there is there is a lot of stuff involved here where it's like you are probably going to like this stuff is good to know. It's important to know because these things are there. You can't ignore them completely. But at the same time, it's like there's it's like oh don't don't be overly obsessed with this. When people get overly obsessed with it with various parts of this, like one thing on the list here. There's there's a lot of interesting controversy around plastic surgery. When, yeah. Whenever someone undergoes plastic surgery, and my reaction, whenever I see something on Reddit about that, of like, oh, somebody might have gotten plastic surgery, my reaction is, wait, wait, wait a minute. So you're telling me that a woman in the entertainment industry in South Korea got <laughs> plastic surgery. I am shocked. That sounds like a thing that would never happen. Just, just to be clear to the audience at home that doesn't realize this, you are being sarcastic. Oh, yes. Incredibly sarcastic. Who is surprised that this happens? Who is surprised that they're, and when they act all scandalized around it, I'm just like, yeah, that seems to be, that's just like, I don't know, just part of the landscape almost of it. I have never quite understood the, maybe one, maybe, maybe Sarah, you can enlighten me as to why this is such, why everyone makes such a big damn deal about it. Um, the whole plastic surgery thing. Yeah. I'm trying to think of how to like, I want to address that. 
if, if I could take a stab. Go for it. Because I think I can hear. This is one of the few places in which I'm going to be helpful. Because hey. that's to do more with general Korean culture, from my understanding. Because mm -hmm. um, in esports, they are known for being hyper-perfectionists. Like, mm. everything has to be exactly right, and they spend hours upon hours upon hours trying to do these little things because it needs to be perfect to execute their strategy. Um, and it's one of the things that makes it so that they win most of the time because they're putting in all this extra hard work and effort to get it just right in a way that the rest of the world doesn't. But there is like a huge amount of pressure put on these teams when they lose the hate that they get online is insane. It is like an absurd vitriol that is thrown at them when they do anything that is not perfect or what their fans demanded of them. So if it's fair to extrapolate that beyond just esports, and I would imagine that it probably is, I, I think that you're, you're looking at a, a culture in which there is this idea of what people should be in certain positions and you have to live up to that or else. And if I'm a pop star and I'm feeling insecure about this particular part of myself and I know that I have crazy rabid fans who are not going to let it go, I can understand why they might feel pressure to uh, go in another direction and try to shore that up. Which I, I hate that mentality, but it does seem like a, a real thing. Well, and then once they do something to be like, oh, I'm going to fix this thing that, you know, maybe doesn't look perfect about me, then everyone's like, oh my God, they went and got plastic surgery. It's like, okay, yeah. One, you're putting all the pressure on them. Two, that, that's not your problem. Why are you so caught up in it? It's the fans getting caught up in like, oh no, it's a scandal that they got surgery. I'm like, okay. To the point that idols will often lie about it saying, oh no, we didn't. And it's like, well, Look at these pictures one year apart. Your nose looks different. That doesn't just happen. It's, it's fair. It's, it's very, uh, like you never know. Maybe she wished upon a star. I feel like it's so tricky. Maybe she made a deal with a fairy godmother. Well, this this whole thing, it kind of the the perfection is definitely a thing that's there. I mean, when when you look at the entirety of the package that they have from the songs to the performances to the videos and everything. A lot of it can be overly commercial, overly produced, almost overdone. And that's a little bit of the point. They are so they're per demanding perfection in it and will go to insane lengths to make perfection. Yeah. Happen. Well, they're supposed to be the complete package. You can sing, it, dance, look pretty. Right. And probably act. Right. Why else would you pay, you know, you know, spend $25 million on, you know, training to debut in a group that may or may not work. Yeah, but you have to make, you want to go after that perfection and make something to make them stand out for boy groups and girl groups. And it's like, oh, it's so, it's weird. You pretty much, you are striving for that perfection. You want to make, you want to be perfect, but you also want to be different or not really like have that specific flavor. So... It's just, I don't know. It's hard. When we talk about, I don't know, when we're talking about like getting plastic surgery, but also just the like, if we're not getting too, like the verge of getting too negative about things, but like also the weight, like the whole oh, weight yeah. thing, yeah. which well, is a whole, or like for girls, it could be more like girls and boys, it's a weight thing. For guys, it also can be a chocolate abs or just like how like having abs or not is also a thing. But that gets really into things that we don't probably need to delve that hard right now if we're just talking about an intro into k-pop 
Yeah, it starts to get ugly. Trust me, we can do a whole we can do a whole thing on the weird bad sides of a lot of these things. But the point that I'm trying to the point to get to in all of this is there is a specific process to the idol groups. There is a recruit train debut process that they go through in those groups where that's what we're talking about here. There's a lot of weird stuff, but in the end, this is the reason it comes out the way it does. Yeah. You can't separate the music from the, pro- you know, like, or you can't get the music that you have at the end without going through that process to get there because without the insane amount of training they go through, they cannot possibly be that good. And so that's the idol groups, the put together by an agency where they recruit, you know, recruit often children, train them up in singing, dancing, oftentimes language lessons. They're teaching them Japanese or English because, hey, you might want to go international at some point. Or in some cases, they have to teach them Korean because they're bringing in, they're bringing in singers from other countries. They go through this big process of like figuring out, okay, who's good enough? Who do we put in the group? You know, how do we put this together? And then eventually they finally hit the debut stage. How long does that process take? If you had it, like, obviously it's going to be different for everybody. Right. But from, hey, I'm recruiting you into this band to we are now a thing and about to perform. Or You're not recruited into a band specifically. You're signed by an agency. Okay. So from joining the agency to your first band. Let's see. Um, like I said, Girls' Generation had nearly six years. On average that they put in there, it seems it's going down. So I would guess about four years, three or four years average. Yeah. Yeah. Feels about right. Some it's shorter, some it's longer. There's one, your favorite in twice, Geo. Mm-hmm. Or as you call her. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. I, I think I'm about to hear some fake news. Just gotta get ahead of that. Right. No, now. I, I'm not gonna dwell on that. Big boob girl, by the way. That was what he was gonna no, say. No, no, I know exactly what you're that's exactly I'm just catching I'm catching up the folks who maybe didn't catch the first episode. She was in training for ten years. Damn. She signed at like eight years old into mm. JYP. And then finally, after 10 years, was selected to be part of Twice. She sounds like she would have been a good choice for the Danganronpa pop star <laughs> in the first game. Like someone who was so molded by it. It would have worked out. Someone wants to get a reskin going. Let me know. I'd be in on this. I don't even know how to follow that one up. Should we go to adjusting them? Yeah, because th- this was something that I've noticed the more I've watched it, where there is a certain part of me that is still thrown off by how much focus there is on dancing in K-pop. Really? <laughs> Here's the thing. I come at this from, like, me being into K-pop is absolutely bizarre to me. I never would have expected that years ago because I used to be the biggest, like, metalhead you've ever known. <laughs> oh. And I was always very, very focused on the music and don't care about anything else. Whereas Mm -hmm. in K-pop, dancing is as important as the singing, if not more so a lot of times. The visuals are very important in K-pop and that's something important to think about. When you see them promoting a song on another show, you know, on a on a variety show or something, they will do the dance of it more than they sing the song. It's interesting. And so they put such an importance on it. If you watch live performances of K-pop, you're going to have to become okay with lip syncing because they do a fair amount of it because you could not possibly sing while doing those dances. Well, they put teen tops trains by singing while running on treadmills (laughs) because of their dances. So putting that there. A lot of times you'll see they're lip syncing because the dance takes so much out of you that trying to sing while you're doing that, even if you can do it, it will sound terrible. Well, that one band that pulls it off has got to be like the greatest. I have to imagine there's somebody who's like, 
it. We'll do it live anyway. Those are some bands that do it. It's just, they'll like, when I've gone to concerts, like you're going to do like, or sometimes Teen Tops are just like, you know what? F- it, we're not doing our dates for this song. Cause that the Teen Top, their like main focus is on footwork. Mm-hmm. So that's why they run on treadmills to do the things. But they'll do like, their concert will be like maybe one or two of their like really upbeat songs. And then they're like, time for a ballad. We need to sit down. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone can sit down and take a break. Well, and then there's one there's one of the music shows. I forget which one it is, but where the producer that runs the show has basically refused to let anyone lip sync saying, if you are on stage, you must sing your lines. Mm. And I forget which one it is offhand, but surprising absolutely no one, the audio quality on that show is terrible. Mm. I'm curious which show this is now. <sighs> that is a good question. I will see if I can find that. Next time on the K-pop podcast. The lip syncing is not because, this is not Milli Vanilli lip syncing, where you're lip syncing to something someone else recorded. This is, we are are lip syncing to something we recorded because we have to balance the dancing and the singing here. And oh, it's a show music core. Oh. Which is interesting. I don't watch a ton of the music shows or just in general live music because of, well, audio quality issues. Uh, Live music never sounds that great, at least to me. So I've not spent a ton of time with them. But yeah, that's one that one they have put that on there and surprising no one. Yeah. When you have to sing and dance like that at the same time, they're going to kind of suffer. Sarah, I do want to know. I think I know what you're saying here, but I need an explanation of your Mm -hmm. line in this in the show notes here. Oh, is it the? Yeah. Well, I mean. It's true. <laughs> like the, audi- the audience can't read this. So she added, everyone is probably wearing eyeliner and younger than you want to think about. It's true. I mean, like, I like a lot of Ricky groups. I'll watch them. And like, um, there's a certain, if you're just coming out, if you're debuting in K-pop, there's a certain age. You're probably within a certain age. And that's probably mm-hmm. between 16 and maybe at oldest, 22. Because for K-pop, if you hit 30, you're old. That's why Rain did a song called 30 Sexy. Saying, I'm, <laughs> I know I'm 30, but I'm still hot. But like... That's the thing is like, so I'm just like, wow, like that guy's really cute. And then it's like, oh yeah, he's 16. I'm <laughs> yeah. like, I feel creepy now. Yeah. Like, I didn't, cause like, if you look at the way that they style them and everything, there's a certain age I assume like, you're probably in your like, you look young, but I assume you're probably from like, I don't know, you could be in my mind, like maybe 20. It's like, no, he's 16. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> Why? Where did, I always think where did your childhood go? But like, I don't know. It's, they're probably like, that's why I say when they're younger, you know, I think about they're like girl groups too. Cause I understand when I'm just like, well, for girl groups, I usually assume they're younger than I want. I just be like, yeah, she's probably like what? 15, but the eyeliner thing. Okay. I like guy ladder. Oh, I love eyeliner. Most people are probably wearing eyeliner. It's just like something you become really accustomed to. It doesn't like, I was watching, even watching a drama and I was like, wow, that guy has eyeliner. Like looks good, but it's something that just comes very normal to me. Whereas if you think about like, if you're wearing eyeliner, like in American band, you'd probably stand out more. You're like, why is, oh God, One Direction member. Like, <laughs> like oh, um, what's that? What's that? Liam Payne, like when oh. he came out, it's like wearing like eyeliner, like for makeup, like K-pop stars do, and then he'd be like, "Why?" It's a bold like, strategy, Cotton. But I mean, like, it looks great to me. Like, I think, like, I like guys in makeup. They was like, um, I don't have no problem with it. I don't think it makes them look overly feminine. Makes my mom think they all look like women. The haircuts but don't help. That's a different thing. Well, there's a stylized thing to it, right? Like, it's it's designed to give a very particular aesthetic. Mm-hmm. Which again speaks to like the the perfection side of things. It's like there's there's a correct answer here, and makeup helps bring you 
from where you're, your starting point may be to exactly what they want you to look like on stage. It's, you know, in pursuit of this perfection, just how far are you willing to go? Yes. I would say I'm probably less icked out by the makeup than the rampant plastic surgery, but I guess, you know, to each their own. Not here to judge anybody. Neither of them bother me for some reason. I don't know why. That's fair. I mean, there's nothing moral about either one. It's just, I don't know. It's it, The plastic surgery being as widespread as it is, it's a little bit weirder to me just because of the money and health risks that, I mean, surgery can kill you. Mm-hmm. Any surgery. And it's like from to make a very pretty person to a very pretty person in a slightly different way, I guess. Like, that's just so, it's always been hard for me to wrap my head around it, but that's less a k-pop thing and more plastic surgery thing Mm. right and it's not like we don't do it here in the u.s i think we just try to not talk about it that's true i will never i will never forgive my ex for how she (laughs) spent time teaching me how to recognize plastic surgery in actresses and pop stars i can't unsee it now that would drive me completely insane as well it it does it really does (laughs) she's the worst we really should move on because, and to this next, we move on to, 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 to the thing I'm going yes. to bring up next. Once you're actually out there, once you've debuted, once you're actually out there, you know, we were talking about, oh, here's all the things you need to know about their performances. Well, that isn't all you, that's all you need to know about maybe the performances, but there's this whole other world on top of the live performances in form of the music shows. And this is something I am not quite as fluent in as most people are, are in K-pop because they don't tend to interest me as much. But there is this obsession. Not only are the, the music shows are just, oh, here are live performances by a number of different groups that are promoting things at the moment. But then they have the wins and winning the music shows. And I'm hoping, Sarah, that you can that you can go more into this than I can, because I get that it is a massive deal and I kind of get why, but you might be better at explaining this. What, winning on music shows? But you're wondering why it's a big deal to win on music shows? Is that what you're asking? Kind of just the whole, the whole idea of the music shows and what's going on there. Well, winning on music shows, that's one, it's literally like a, from what I understand of it, it's kind of like a popularity ranking. And also like if you win on music shows, one you are getting heinous amounts of exposure it's like it's like you won it's like an honor so i'm like everyone's competing but you did the best you have either the most fans because like the different shows are ranked differently but like people bought hate like that means one of the things is like how many albums do people buy if a lot of people bought your albums a lot of people like how many people watched it there's different things to there's a lot of different things that go into that but sort of like it's kind of a thing of like this is how popular you are or this is how big that you've gotten and a lot of things go into it, elevates you. Yeah, the, the thing I always find interesting about it is that's considered when that winning the show is considered when the group has made it in some way, which I always find to be interesting because sometimes looking at the different groups and how long be- between when they debuted and when they won yeah. is always is an interesting thing. Of and you, Sometimes they'll win well before they become a really big deal or sometimes they'll be a decent success and then it's like, oh, they finally won. Well, it's like, well, yeah, you were actually decently successful before but now they're more like it's now it's like a big thing like monster x right. who i really enjoy just got their first win for drama rama they were they were already decently popular beforehand huge they've gotten a lot more pop like they've gotten a lot more exposure so i always find it to be an interesting metric of like, like yeah they say you know this is such a big deal and it's like yeah some can be decent 
Some can be decently yeah. popular beforehand or some like um, Girls' Generation comes to mind again where they won like two weeks after they debuted, but nobody paid much attention until like two years after their debut of like, oh no, this group is actually a really big deal. It's an, it's an interesting thing where, or you have mm-hmm. the truly interesting ones where groups like Girls' Day and XID hung around for two and a half, almost three years before they won. There's a very interesting story in there for another time. But I feel like, I don't know, like the winning... The show just—it's like it's a big deal. It's but like I guess I'm trying to think of how to yeah. Because obviously, that. like the equivalent that I would be familiar with is American Idol, right? Like we have shows that are literally designed in a similar way to like, hey, who's the best singer on this show? Let's find out. American Idol is a year-long thing. These music shows are weekly. No, so like each week they perform yeah. every yeah. single week. That's how you promote. They come out and put out, you know. Like there's basically, there's basically one a day. There's so many of these shows that you can basically watch one every single day mm-hmm. and a bunch of groups come on and perform their songs. And then somebody is crowned the winner based on, oh, sometimes there's like voting and how well the performance went, but usually it's things like how much was the song downloaded? How much was it watched on YouTube? How many albums did it sell and such? So these are weekly things happening all the time. The closest maybe I could think of is something like hitting the, you know, hitting, doesn't Billboard do like weekly releases of like, who's the number one? Uh, Yeah, there is, there's a weekly chart. But that's that's pop radio, though. It's not like like. Right. Well, that's the closest in the honor of it, of like the accomplishment to it. Interesting. Yeah. Whereas these these shows, these are live performances on shows that you're seeing every week. And are the same bands participating in them every week or are there like hundreds of bands that are all waiting for their moment that just kind of spam this show circuit? Because obviously, if there are that many of them. Like if they all just had the same band, it wouldn't be very fresh. So they have to have enough of a variety. Yeah. Usually what happens is everybody is, once you've released an album or a single, there's like a promotional period where you are going and making appearances on the music shows and in other places. And those will usually be a few weeks. So something like Red Velvet put out Bad Boy at the end of, um, like right at the end of January. Mm -hmm. And so for about three weeks, they were appearing on most of the music shows performing that song. And eventually it'll wind down when the likelihood of them winning falls to next to nothing, then they'll start, you know, then they'll stop going on the shows and either put their energy in promoting in other places or go back and be like, okay, you know, let's start train, you know, let's start recording and training for the next one. Yeah. Interesting. And then the, the other promotions they have, the ones that I enjoy so much more, (laughs) Well, kind of the reality shows, but really variety shows. Mm -hmm. We need to do at least an entire episode on Korean variety shows in the future because these are wonderful. You know these more than I do. Yeah, I probably do. And because I know you listen, you watch, listen, wow. You watch mostly Weekly Idol. Yeah, I'm more of a music show person. Yeah. Whereas I tend to, I, I tend to follow the variety shows more, which are populated by what I will call, and I mean this with all the affection in the world, professional idiots. That's about the best way I have of describing variety shows and the people who are on them. Brilliant. In there, I mean, it is. There is one. There's one guy. Um, there's one in particular. There's one show called Running Man. I swear, you could just call that show "Professional Idiots," and it would be an apt description of it. There, the variety shows go across a very large realm of what they could be. Weekly Idol is built entirely around, well, having idols come on and they have like different games and things. It's almost like 
the, the closest comparison I have is kind of like going on Jimmy Fallon is it's kind okay. of something like that of like, here, let's do stupid games and things related to it. You know, they'll have some performances in them. They'll have games of like my, my favorite ones of the games is like, here, we're, we'll do one called random play dance where we're literally just play your songs in a random order. I love that. And you have to try and keep up the keep up the dance, just jumping parts as you go. There's or just whatever dumb challenges they come up with as things like, oh, see if you can do this. Like they had these. Things where they had like these mini cars you could barely sit in. It's like here we're going to have different groups compete to see who can who can park this car most successfully. They are they are very strange. Then there are shows like there are so, there are some that aren't built around the idols, but they're guests on it. There's like Running Man is one where there's like a regular cast of people doing weird challenges. It's kind of like the lowest stakes version of the Amazing Race you can think of. Nice. And they have to go they have to go around and do random things in different places. And occasionally K-pop idols will be guests on there. Or um, there are some that are basically cooking shows where they're guests on it occasionally. There's one called Please Take Care of My Refrigerator, which is just a wonderful title where they literally take their refrigerator out of their dorm, out of the dorms, bring it to somewhere else and have some chefs try to cook things based on what's in there. (laughs) I mean, it really feels like you could have just brought the chefs to the refrigerator. You'd think. There's a lot of time in which that food oh, could yeah. spoil. There's, trust me, the logistics of this are bizarre. But the, the point is the variety shows have this crazy, you know, well, variety to what they are. God, that's a terrible pun. But they have they have a great number of things that they can be. And oftentimes they'll appear on the variety show and do maybe a short, like, you know, performance of the song and then move on and they just participate in the show. One of the things that's interesting for me about K-pop, but I guess that's because I never really got that far into American pop music. But it's like... For K-pop, there's that whole thing of like half of it's the music, the other half of it's the people. Like literally like why people watch this variety of reality shows. They're like, wow, I really want like they put out so many things to be like, yeah, now you care about like who's uh like who is Sunmi? Who is Paekyun? Who is like Taeyeon? Things like that. And they're like, we're going to go on all these shows. So you can see like, oh, yeah, like Mao, I kind of like the music, but they're so funny. I'm really invested in this band because like, wow, I love the people. I like watching them do things. A perfect example of this is the group G Friend. I don't like their music that much. There's a couple of their, so- you know, there's a few of their songs that I like, but I love when they appear on these shows. They're they're great mm. on variety and reality shows, and so they're the they're an interesting example of that. Of like, is it just about the music? No, it isn't. It's the people. The people are as important to it as the music that they do. Yep. That's why you stay like, even when you're like, wow, you did a really, like, I didn't really like your comeback, but I still really support you saying you the next one you did. Or like, I'm invested in you as like a band. Right. I, it's right. almost like, I like yeah. you. I like the people in this group. I kind of don't care about the music that they're doing because, hey, they're going to appear in interesting places. Yeah. yeah. No, that's very fair. I do know um, back when the world championship happened this year. Uh, the Samsung Galaxy players all did their rounds on the variety shows, mm-hmm. which had some very funny clips. They probably appeared on some of the same shows. I also feel like this is actually a good way to segue into the whole... Oh, actually, one, one thing. like It's a good way to segue into the whole terms, like roles in the group. But one of the things I always find funny about variety shows is like the punishments, <laughs> yeah. I guess, or the like... And like the things are like, it's pretty much things specifically to make you look foolish. Cause it's like, I know from, I also watch guy groups, but it's like, oh yeah, like you failed this like dancing thing. You need to do a sexy yes. dance and you yes. might, they might be terrible at it. So they just look dumb. Like, and they're like, oh gosh. And usually they do what they call the American dance, which is that Chris Brown thing where you go on the ground and you're trying to like essentially hump the air. It's just terrible. <laughs> God. Or they'll have like things that 
will make you like ruin your image. Like go take a picture of yourself with a really, really ugly face. And we're going to post it. And we're like, and that's like technically like terrible for them. Or the like, oh gosh, Guillaume, or like, or like for the like guys, because they're like, you need to act, like you need to act cutesy, like really, oh, yeah. really cutesy, yeah. like a little baby. And they're like, I do not want to do that. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, well, that's yeah. why it's we- your punishment. We 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 will get to that in very shortly, but yeah, there was a they they do that of like here, let's do something that just make to make you look like a fool, you know. Variety, like I said, variety shows. You're being professional idiots. You're just going to act ridiculous because this is fun. We're just trying to have fun and screw around with things. Yeah, yeah, no, it's, I I like that kind of thing. I definitely want to do a variety show episode at some hmm. point. Just goofy highlights. Well. The, the interesting thing will be, do you do just highlights or do you do like entire, you know, I would guess it would have to be like here, like watch, watch like a full episode and then some highlights from other things because the highlights are always good, but there's always more to it than just the individual funny moments. But right. that will be, that needs to, that needs to come for the future variety show episode because we are nowhere near prepared for this. No, right. we're barely prepared for what we're doing now. Right. <laughs> okay. Rolls in the group. Yeah. Where do you want to start there? I'm going to start off with a weird um, difference between main lead and sub when they talk about what role a person has. Because the lead, somebody who, if they are the lead, if they are, they could be a lead singer of the group, not necessarily the lead. I always think of lead as being the person who does the most of that. No, in this case, the main, like the main vocalist or the main dancer is the person who does the most or is the most talented or the most highlighted. Lead is somebody who does it a lot, but is maybe not as great. And then you have sub, which basically is just of saying, well, you're there. You occasionally contribute. <laughs> That's true. It's you know, like you occasionally dance, but most of the time we kind of keep you towards the back and hope everybody pays attention to the main dancer somewhere near the middle. Tribute to team. Yeah, yeah main lead, sub. I thought, I don't know, it makes sense to me. I like that. Yeah. I mean, I've, I'm just used to hearing the lead word singer? lead singer. Yes. Ah. Used, to, used to hearing that and thinking, oh, they're the person who sings the majority of the time. No, no, no. Here, that's the main. Right. And then the the next, the roles of like, okay, well, what do you do in each group? You know, there's vocals, dance, and rap. Every yeah. group yeah. has these. Every group. <laughs> Every, even no matter how cutesy the group is, they have a rapper. It's something yep. that I, I was like, oh, this is a pleasant surprise when I started getting into K-pop. Oh, I like this more than I thought I would. I thought it was weird. <laughs> uh, no, it, it's weird in a way that's perfectly tailored to me because I love rap music. And so having it kind of randomly thrown in there from time to time always stands out to me. I'm like, oh, I okay, I can get into this. Though then I have to try to figure out like if it's good or bad rap based on things like <laughs> cadence. Like like my, my judgment comes down to like you have to execute because I can't give you credit or word things that I can't understand if you had like a good pun. See, that's what makes it so interesting for me when you listen to K-pop because you actually really enjoy rap and like how like you judge them on a different scale than I do. Yeah. Look, there's a way to do it. You need to be able to carry a beat. You need to be able <laughs> to fit your words in the correct rhythm and you need to have rhymes. I don't set a hugely difficult bar. You just need to execute on the basics. And if you do that, I'm going to be a big fan of your verse. And if you don't, well, feels bad, man. Yeah, see, I've always liked um, rapping, but not necessarily always in the context of what you normally think of as rap music. I've always liked rapping as a vocal style, but not necessarily mm-hmm. always the instrumentation behind it in hip hop. That's, That's kind fair. of like why one of my 
to diverge a slight bit at the moment, I always loved Linkin Park because they were not necessarily straight hip hop, but use rap all the time. And that's kind of that is, that is. kind of where that is in here. There's always a rap break. There's almost always a rap break in a song. And they use it in the context yeah. of different. They don't tend to do hip hop. They tend to do rap in pop songs. Yes. I feel true. it's a strange, it's a, it's a very specific distinction to make. Idol rappers. Right. Oh, but then you're trying, then, then we do, then do we need to go back and define idol again? <laughs> no, no, we're not. No. We're going back there. Sorry. Okay. But those, those are the roles that are important to the music. Everything else, all the other roles in the group are <laughs> not really about the music pretty much at all. Okay. Almost every group has a leader. Most, you say, okay, tell me who doesn't have a leader. Blackpink. Really? They straight up don't. They have not. No, they don't have a leader. They've not assigned the role. They've, in fact, in some cases, they've said that's why they have trouble making decisions sometimes because there is no leader of the group. Okay. Yeah, what could possibly go wrong? Yeah, I really like a group with an even number of members. <laughs> yeah. The leader is kind of a, th- this will sound strange, but I almost think of it as they're kind of almost the management representation in the group. They are. Of, like they're the person who's in charge of things. They are in charge of making decisions. They're in charge of if there's problems between the other members in the group, it's their job to step in and mediate things. They are sometimes, usually they're the oldest member of the group yeah. or one of the oldest, but sometimes in some groups, if there's a large age range, there'll be somebody somewhere in the middle. They can talk to both the older and the younger members and kind of relate to all of them. It just depends on each of just, okay, who's best at taking charge? Yeah, I feel like it used to be, from what I think of it, I think it used to just be, you're the oldest, therefore you're the leader, you're supposed to be able to mature, things like that. And then it's kind of changed to like, who would be the most, who's like, who's the most responsible? Or like, who's like, Block B, Zico's the second youngest, he's a leader. They used to do it by oldest and now they do it more on like, just who seems like who it would be the best. for the yeah. job? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Wow. Choosing a job based on qualifications. Well, yeah, I don't know. We don't do that a lot in this country, <laughs> but you know. I wasn't going I there. I appreciate Korea for it. <laughs> but you, you have, or in uh, twice, Gio is the leader of the group. She's kind of right in the middle age-wise, but she's probably the most mature one there and the one who's most able to get other people to listen to what they're saying. So yeah, it all just depends. Okay. Who of the group is most able to take charge of things? Be the one where it's like, okay, somebody has to make a decision on this. It has to be one of us. That's their job. But they're not to be confused yes. with the face of the group. Because, <laughs> because you would think those two would be the same, but they're not. The face of the group is gener- is basically who is the most popular in the group? Who is the one that's most often representing them somewhere else? If there is... if. You can't have the entire group go to something. You know, who's the most likely person to go and represent you on some variety show or in interviews or something like that? Yeah. It's basically kind of the, oh, in a weird way, it's almost like, hey, you're the famous one of the group. You're the one people who don't know the group might recognize. Yeah. Which is not to be confused with the visual. (laughs) No, not to be confused with the visual. And this is possibly my favorite (laughs) crazy thing in K-pop. Their job is to be the pretty person of the group. Yep. They are. Of all the, it's basically saying of all the pretty people around here, you are the prettiest. You are the one who your job is to be there and look good. There's also usually, I feel like there's a kind of a look that you usually can tell when you look at a group, you're like, that one's probably the visual. Even despite like being like, yeah, like you can say like, they're all attractive, but the way they like style them in a certain way, or like there's a certain type of pretty that you're like, that one's the visual. Hmm. Interesting. 
And it's it, it it's not one of these things. This isn't a this isn't oh the fans have decided this person is the you know this person oh they're the visual of the group. It's like usually no the agency will say you know this person is the this one's they're the visual of the group and they will sometimes introduce themselves as the visual of the group. Yeah, which I all I, I kind of wonder between there. It's like okay, are you saying oh look I'm the pretty one of the group or are you saying I have nothing else to you know make me stand out except I look better? Well, honestly, in a lot of times, how the visuals don't get. <laughs> that many lines just like honestly like usually it's sad but it's like sometimes it's like oh yeah they're the visual when do they sing well i mean they get the like two lines there <laughs> yep you or like two lines here and there like they honestly like it seems i don't know how much this is changing or not but like oh like at least in the past it's like the visual is there to look pretty because k-pop and the thing is like k-pop's a very like it's not just about the music it's about the whole thing so it's like yeah like it's a very visually based, like I can't think of words now. Art form. Art yeah, form. Yeah. It's, it's so, about the it's, image as much as anything else. So that's why there's that whole. Yeah, they might not sing as much, or like the dancers. It's like they might not sing as much. But when you will like watch the show, I'm like, oh dang, look at that dude doing the backflip and the really fancy footwork. <laughs> yeah, he got one line, but look at him go. <laughs> what a line. <laughs> Well, and then there's, I'm skipping over center. That is a, that was a, that's a term. I don't even know anyone has a good definition of that one. <laughs> I was impressed. Yeah. I would, when I look at it, it's like none of us quite know what we're talking about, but then there is a one that sometimes overlaps with a visual, which is always an interesting thing. It overlaps more than you might expect is the maknae of okay. the group, which is basically just saying they're the youngest. Their job there is they are the youngest of the group. They usually... <laughs> I just realized what that sounded like. I, look, man, I'm not here to judge. I'm just here to learn. Yeah. It's a term. It's just, well, it's the term. They're the youngest. So usually they'll overlap with one of the other terms. But it's. Yeah, it's thing, they though. have sometimes the, sometimes their role is like, oh, they're the kind of, you have the evil, like some of them where they're like kind of evil and scheming and working against everyone. That's red velvet. They have that. Or you have ones where they're kind of just a little bit out of it and not entirely. Um, they don't seem to entirely be in this reality. Or they're just like, they also can be the cute representative. They're like, oh, like when they're like, we need to do something like Aggie or something cute. Yep. We need to do a cute thing. Yep. Get the youngest. <laughs> yep. That, that's often us. the role of that. Well, that makes the perfect. That makes the perfect to. I don't even know how to pronounce that word properly. Is that a, is it a long a or an i sound like agio agio? How do you pronounce I, it? I say agio. Okay, but I don't honestly know. That, <laughs> watch me be mispronouncing that. Yeah, we, both of us probably. Who knows what it is? Presumably a listener. <laughs> <laughs> I sent uh, this video will be in the show notes because this is the perfect example of it. I sent this to I sent this to Chase a while ago because I was kind of taunting you. I'm trying to remember where this is. Give me a second. I, I need to get my story straight. Okay. This will be in the show notes. Oh, this. I remember this. <laughs> this is a... God, how do I describe this? This is Kay from the group Lovelies, kind of acting along to the song... Um, well, everyone's going to know it by the name Opaya. It's not the actual name of the song, but nobody knows what the actual name is. Aigyo or Aigyo as it is. The best description of it comes from, what is it? I think it was Sunny of Girls' Generation, who was perfect at this, called it cuteness that calls for a fist. For a fist? What? I That makes, okay, you're going to explain this. Being so overly cute that 
everyone around you kind of just wants to punch you. I think of it as like it's Whoa. like it's like it's cutesy in like a like very in like a babying way. Like you're supposed to look like like it's very um yeah, it's like in a like like a it's it's very cute and babyish, but also the kind of thing where it's like it's yeah. There's a certain amount of obnoxiousness to it that is just like I cannot believe you're doing this. I think it's interesting that you went to that one because I guess I feel old now in my K-pop knowledge. Because the song I went to is different for Agyo, which is now older, and I feel old. Oh God, you don't know, me. No, no, you don't. Okay, never mind. That one, the little cutie counter thing. You don't know that? I do. No. Okay, I'm old. Never mind. How do you guys? I am newer to K-pop than you might think. Oh my gosh. Okay. I just want to say it is never okay to greet cuteness with a fist. I think we want to come down anti-violence. Yes, we want to come down anti-violence, but it's a good it's a good description of it, I think, in that it is so overly cute, so overly obnoxious that you look at the person, you're just like, I can't believe you're doing this. What are you doing? Oh my goodness. Like, see, like it's like <laughs> Oh god, is, is there a video coming our way of this? Okay. Apparently, I'm, yes. Okay, I can send it to you. I've like I can't believe you ever heard of this. There's this magical doing, thing. Like, this is I'm gonna you probably heard of it. Maybe I have. Maybe I just don't remember. This is like a compilation. Like, there's little hand motions to it. It's like specific. <laughs> this is this is this this is vaguely familiar now. I know this dance. Yeah, you know it, right? I only God. know it from a random League of Legends player who did yeah. it once on the stream. But those But are- I do know it. And you can't unknow. But now you know. And knowing <laughs> is half the problem. G-I-J. There will be links to all of this. <laughs> I don't know whether to apologize or not. <laughs> oh, man, never, never apologize. Unless you hit a cute person, then you should apologize. Or maybe maybe I'll just put in the 15-minute compilation of various people doing Opaya. Brilliant. These are something. Yeah, I guess it's interesting. It can be used as a cutesy thing. It can be used as a punishment. It can be... Yeah, it's quite often a punishment that they they'll make you do it if you lose a game on one of the variety shows. They'll force you to do it. I'm like, here, now you're going to ruin any image you might have by acting overly obnoxiously cute. Yeah, there was the one the one that broke my brain was the one where one with Opaya where they did um, where they had Ellie from XID do that. And it's like, really, her? <laughs> well, that's why it's so it's supposed to be so humiliating. <laughs> that's but. exactly the point. <laughs> Okay. By the way, I've been calling that band Exit this whole time. I've been time. calling it Exit the whole time, yeah. too. Oh, oh, There's certain bands that, like that. I made that mistake for a while, too. <laughs> okay. Cool. Trust me. I, 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 I was about to say one. I learned something new today, which would have been really insulting for the last hour yeah, and a half of content. Learned something new now? What the hell have I been doing <laughs> for the last two hours? Let's go 4D. Yeah, 4D. 4D. This is people. This is one. I, I see it pop up enough. It's of describing the rather somebody who is just bizarre. They don't seem to entirely belong in this world. Of they just have a strange out there personality. Okay. <laughs> like yeah, that's a feel. That's kind of like, how. Do I, okay. There, does that does that, like Chase? You look really confused. Yeah, you, you sound confused. Yeah, when you said not from this world, are we talking like alien? Are we talking like Thor? Like is this like mystical, magical, you know, sci-fi? Like what? They seem to be living in fantasy land or some other strange world. 
I think it might be easier. Think of examples. Um, let's see. There's, yeah. I'm trying to think of examples. There's an ex- yeah. I'm, I can't think of examples but, that I've shown you of anything that I've shown of anything offhand, but there was a, like, there was on one, um, one reality show. I saw Blackpink on where Jisoo was talking about how, Oh, I like getting the flu. You know, it's like, you should get your flu shot. You, you know, you don't, somebody asked her, did you get it? She said, no, I like having the flu. Weird stuff. Like, They're just kind of like, weird. you're like, are you on earth right now? Or are you just off in fantasy land and occasionally interacting with us? Fair? <laughs> Does that give you any like, better understanding? Yeah, this sounds like, you know, my mom always likes to say that she lives in happy fairyland. Yeah, basically. There you go. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's the people who live in happy fairyland. So I should call my mom after this and be like, hey, you're a 4D. And she's no, like, what are like, you talking about? It's like, it's, I feel like it's Mars as an adjective rather than a noun. Okay. So I just say that because you said you you're are. You're a 4D mom? 4D? <laughs> like how? Yeah, it's, it's one of those that I don't think anyone quite agrees on how it's used. <laughs> yeah. Well, the fun part, my mom will not know at all. So oh, no. whatever I say yeah, is going to sound true. correct. You can get away with it. You know, that's, that's, where you, that's where you get away with bullshitting. Act confident enough, you can get away with anything. Yeah. That's Perfect. True. So then, on onto the term that ch- that Bias. that Chase has been probably waiting this whole time to get to. Oh yeah, yeah. Here you can. <laughs> so I remember yours. Well, I'm getting a lot of pressure from the internet. Is all. I kind of want to know what he thinks it is. Yeah, I want to know what what do you think it is? Like, I feel like I've explained it once. Or twice, I, I'm but... assuming it's just like this is your favorite in the group. Like, this is the one that you like the most, either personality wise or look wise. Like, whatever it is that most draws you to that person above all of the other members. Like, that one <laughs> is elevated as your bias, which doesn't mean you dislike the other parts of the group. But you like that they're one. not, yeah, they're not your bias. If you were to get a poster of one member of the band, this would be the one you would get the poster of. Like, it, what am I missing? I, like, please try to get a handle on which parts of this are incorrect. I mean, Zach, I want to hear, like, do you have any biases? That's one thing I want to know, because I know I do. See, this is an interesting thing, because I, for some reason, the term bias bugs me. Like, the, using it as a word referring to a person, I always find strange. Like I could get that you're biased towards someone, but using it as a word like that, I always just find weird. And I mean, yeah, there's, I have favorites within each group and that's whenever anybody asks, it's like, yeah, that's what I will say as that. But I, the feeling I often get from when people describe a bias is that they can't really explain why or that they have, you know, they're like, oh, I'm just really drawn to this person for some reason. And so it's one where it's like, I kind of, you know, like I have favorites, I have preferred members out of each group but i don't like using that word so <laughs> okay well then now i'm just okay i'm the only one who uses that yeah go ahead and use your tell us about your biases <laughs> okay for me bias like when i talk to like some of my other friends who also like k-pop it gets really confusing especially when we're talking about this now and you're like yeah no i have a favorite group and i'm like me too i also <laughs> but it's it's really confusing i'm like like in monster x one ho is my bias I love Wonho a lot. Hyungwon's my favorite. Separate. Oh God! Now we're li- now we're going down the endless rabbit hole of useless distinctions. <laughs> That's the thing for that. But okay, pretty much bias. That one's my favorite in the group. They usually for me like it's different for every for different people. I like Wonho's my bias. Dongwoo's my bias. Baekhyun's my bias. I 
no matter what, unless they like murder someone or something like that is going to be my favorite. Cause like even, I don't know, I'm very, it's very visual. I care a lot about hair. And sometimes I'm like, oh my God, you look terrible. And that like, when I'm first watching Graves, I'm like, yeah, I think this one's my favorite, but I don't really know. I'm like, oh God, you look really bad here. This, mm. but I mean, like for me being biased or something, it's that like, like it's literally like, it's sort of like, I'm biased. Like who's like, who's your favorite voice? Probably them. Or like, if you're like, oh yeah, who would be like, I would get a poster of that specific member. I would be like, this is my favorite person. There's a certain like distinction of like, I love everyone else. I really love this person. Like I would rather like, I would trade like, I'm not going to get in photo cards right now. Um, but like, there's a certain different attachment there to me, which I feel like is hard to de- describe, but it's pretty much, it's like, it's like your favorite. It's your favorite, Plus. except when it's not your favorite. No, they're always my favorite. Like if it's my bias, they're always my favorite, no matter what. But you said in Monster X, your bias and your favorite were two different people. Okay. If you put us on, like, if you're like, you're, like writing, like our top 10 list, one hell would be above Hung, Hung Wan. That's okay. like how you can think about it. Got it. I like this one. <laughs> I like this one more. Okay. You can think of it that way. Oh, wow. And therefore, the one on top is the bias. Yes. Got it. <laughs> like, really, like, it feels like like you guys are taking so complicated. You could just say it's your favorite person in the group. Like, it seems very straightforward. It, yeah, it's, it's got a weird connotation to it. And every time I try to dig down and figure out with somebody, okay, but what do you actually mean when you say this? You get slightly contradictory answers. So... It's a hard thing to try and give a, like every time I try, I was just looking up some things, trying to see how various places define it. And it's like, yeah, there's not even consistency. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a very different thing. It's like, I feel like for biases, people like people get arguments over who their bias is or like, who is mm-hmm. their like, like, this is why I love this person so much. It's like, that's where it gets weird. But like, it's, it means, I guess for me, it just means like, for people, if it's your bias, it just means a strong attachment. Well, and then that that leads the that also leads into the world of fan cams, which I kind of put underneath bias <laughs> because they kind of go together quite a bit. And the, the fan cams are basically just at just about every live performance any group does, you will be able to find somewhere on the internet somebody has made a recording just following one specific member throughout the entire performance. So you can just watch the one person and ignore the rest of the group. As if you don't, some people don't do that anyway, but. Exactly. But not all fan cams are only focused on one member. No, not all of them are, but most of them are. Hashtag not all fan cams. <laughs> the reason you have fan cams in the first place is that the produced version, uh, you know, the professionally produced, like by the music show or by whatever thing is showing everyone in the group. Whereas the fan cams are like, no, 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 no. I just care about this one person. I'm just going to record this one person there. That makes sense. Yeah. Perfect. Should we move on to like comebacks? Like, <laughs> Yeah, we, we hit a complete lull in there. <laughs> yeah. Comebacks. I, yeah. For some reason, every t- no matter how long you've been gone, every new release is called a comeback. Yeah, I was going to say, I see the word thrown on a lot. It doesn't matter if you've been gone two years or two months. It's called a comeback every single time. That's become very normal to me. So it's interesting to me that you guys are like, whoa. Like I said, I, this stuff is becoming more and more normal to me. Not necessarily normal, but I'm not tripped up by it. But my, part of my brain still thinks comeback implies you've been somewhere. Not that you took two weeks off. Yeah, you have to come back from something. Well, they didn't do stuff for <laughs> Right, they didn't. Do, yeah, you came <laughs> like, back from a two-week hiatus. Okay, thanks. Does okay, it come I, back? Quick context this. I've been listening to K-pop since 2012. Okay. It's been six years. <laughs> That's fair. 
So that's probably why a lot of these things are more normalized to me. It's I'm not, no, 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 hold on. No one is contesting that it's no, normalized like, for you. All I'm, I'm saying, saying like, is, like, in the U.S., we have people who say, like, things like, don't call it a comeback. Like, right. it's not... I'm not, I haven't left the scene. I'm always relevant is big. If you were to say it was a comeback, you would basically be admitting that you were not popular and therefore have to come back into the oh, popular view. Interesting. That's why it's called a comeback. I can't remember who it was, but there was somebody who said, people tell me I'm making a comeback. They never tell me where I've been. Yeah. I mean, like, I guess. Words mean things. I guess for, for like one if we're talking about it like that, it's like, comebacks, like, I haven't been in the limelight for a good, like, three months. Here I am again. Like, that's, that's the comeback. That's sort of like, we're back. We're like, I know, like, because some, because K-pop is always, like, being out of, like, Teen Top hasn't come back for, like, a year. So, being out of the, like, general public view for that long is big, because usually people, because everyone's, new bands are always coming out, new people are always doing new music, and every, like, every month, like, pretty much almost every day, something new is coming out. So, when you're, like, so the comebacks really is just, like, we're coming back into the limelight, or, like, the spotlight, or whatever. It makes sense in the context, it's just not the, it's not the, if you don't know much K-pop stuff, that context doesn't come to mind. Mm. If you're just sticking to, you know, if you're just sticking to what you know, like, you know, we're talking about this from the perspective of mostly having known American music most of the time. And people will be insulted if you call something a comeback. And it's like, what, what do you mean? What do you mean? I disappeared and people stopped caring about me? Yeah. It's really, it, it says something about the, either the fragility of the K-pop scene or the fragility of their egos that they're like, oh man, it's been a whole two months. We got to come back from this. This is something we have to recover from. Which is another word for comeback. Synonyms. <laughs> I mean, they wouldn't call it, oh, it's been a recovery from two months of inactivity. Right? It's just, I don't know. I'm going to, as an English major, I'm going to hate that okay. one. But well, we can yeah. move on. The next one ties in nicely because every time you make a comeback, they make a big deal about what the concept is behind it. And it's a combination of the sound of the song and then also the visual style to it the what the video looks like what yep. they're you know what they're dressed you know what they appear like on the album cover you know how they, they, they there's an attitude almost that comes with it yeah fair enough yeah, that I, that's like, I feel like that's such a very that's good pretty description yeah. yeah yeah it's it's one the, the interesting part to it is how big of a deal that is because most of the time you can have a very different concept despite the song sounding very much like what you've done before so again it's the whole Again, the the whole package of it's not just about the song; it's about the presentation, how you're you know even down to the outfits and the performances or the you know what the music video looks like. Then we have one that I know there is an endless rabbit hole you can get into in this, and I've never been too much into these, but of subunits in groups. Well, those can be pretty like just description wise, those can be pretty straightforward though. They're basically just here. You know, the group is normally nine people, but let's highlight these three and kind of, you know, they'll go and make music that's more, you know, that sounds different from the main group, but highlights what's interesting about them and they'll go and promote separately. Yep. Fair enough. That's what I mean, I'm assuming that these are usually either the more popular or more talented parts of the group so that you actually 
you know, the idea is that they'll go out and their popularity will mean people pay attention to it. And then when they come back to the group, right. those people will hopefully come back with them. Or the there's also the opportunity for, let's say that your group tends to make a certain style of music and you are better in a different style. Sometimes you'll yeah. have spin, you know, they'll do a subunit that does something that sounds different from the main group because it's highlighting what, you know, those few members can do really well. Yeah, I can go behind that. Yeah, it's like, so I like about subunits. It also gives people, if really large groups, more chance to sing. Because when you have 13 people in a group, you only can fit so much, so many for each person right. into three minutes. Where it's, if you're something like what, we said NCT has 18 members now. It's like, how? I think only all their groups only have about like seven or something yeah, like that. Yeah, but it's like, you have to break it up into smaller units. Otherwise, what's number 18 on the list going to get? You know, nobody's going to even remember the guy's name. Yep. That's true. I put in a note here of these, of honorifics, which are a thing that pop up a lot. You'll see mm-hmm. for some reason in translations of whenever you're looking at subtitles on things in K-pop, they will always leave these in unchanged, assuming that everyone knows what you're talking about when you use these terms, which I find to be an interesting choice that's made. It gets into a... Linguistic thing? I'm not sure how best to describe. Yeah, uh, like it's about formality. Honorifics, because I know you know they're, I know they're in Korean, they're in Japanese, but it's basically about a level of formality of talking to people. The ones that I have in here, which I'm not even, gonna, I'm going to pronounce these wrong. I'm positive. <laughs> are you just going to do the male ones, or are you um, going to do both? Due to watching more girl groups, I'm not entirely familiar with the ones for the guys. <laughs> I mean, I thought, I mean, like, oh, the ones the guys use? Yeah, the ones guys use. That's, okay. I, I want to throw this out there because the one that I've come across yes, that stood out to me was Opa. Opa. Now, yeah, but see, here's the thing. I didn't know what that was. And I was listening oh, to Blackpink's <laughs> Rumbaya. Yes. And, you know. Anyone who's listening to the song, first of all, amazing song. <laughs> it is a cavalcade of so dumb it's amazing. <laughs> Could not recommend it more highly. I can make a video of my 50 favorite parts of that song. But one of them that I really enjoy is during the chorus, which is basically just saying the word Boombaya over again. At some point, they just throw in a Opa! And I had in my head, like, the Greek version. Opa! Like, throwing down the plate. We're celebrating because that's who seems like a celebration kind of thing. And I was told, no, it's supposed to be this honorific title. I'm like, how does that make f-ing sense? How does that have anything to do with Bumbaya? Like at least the Oppa, like the Greek thing, like I could see an exclamation like that in that moment. I don't, I, the honorific in that spot makes no sense to me other than I guess it's a word that I should know. So do you know what it, do you know what it means? Kinda. What do you think it means? You know what? Why don't you say it, and then I'll tell you whether I knew that or not. I don't trust you. <laughs> so, I, exactly. I don't trust me either. So go for it. No, I'm just curious. What do you do? Think. It no, means? I'm not doing okay. this. Okay. <laughs> I don't. Okay, I don't do remember. For pretty much oppa older brother. It's older a brother. term there that girls use yeah, so- to talk when you're talking to an older male person that is like within older brother range. Like you're not going to tell like a 50 year old man oppa. So is Boombaya then the mating call to this older <laughs> man that she's interested in? Well, it's older, like, older boy. Yeah, boy. Like, okay. Like, but it's like, Oppa is a boy who is older than you. 
hold right. each other. It also can be used in the way of like you can call like if you're not related, to, like it can be a, to refer to your actual brother, or like that's also a thing for like your boyfriend. Okay, but the only lyric in that song preceding that word is "Boombaya." So like, it's literally just calling nonsense out, like, word can, boyfriend nonsense words doesn't like you can see where I would be confused. Oh no no, I can see where you can. And be why confused. I think the Greek version makes a lot more sense in this spot. I just want to highlight on the fact here that opa can mean both boyfriend and older brother, and I'm not going to follow that thought any further. Look, man, all I want to say is anyone who. Purposely does the Toma route and amnesia memories. Oh gosh! Okay. I'm here for you. A running joke. That's a thing. Yes. <laughs> These, the ones that are here, and the the ones that we have uh, that I list of the honorifics here. Opa is one. Uni, Nuna, and I don't know the pronunciation of this one. Hyung. 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 Basic. Hyung. Okay. <laughs> Basically, their um, uni is what a girl would call an like a. Uh, you know, slightly older woman and like the older, you know, older sister, older sister. and also literally means sister, I believe. Is that, I don't know. I could like, be wrong. Yeah, it's like older sister, older brother. Yeah. Opa is what a girl would call, you know, a slightly older man. Um, mm-hmm. Nuna is the, what a guy would call a slightly older woman. And Hyung is what a guy would call a slightly older man. Got it. And you'll see this pop up all the time yeah. in the groups because they will be talking about, you know, they'll be referring to each other. Yeah. With these with these phrases. And they're left untranslated in like every subtitle I've ever seen. So this is something you'll want to know just to be like, wait, what are these words I keep seeing? Got it. Yeah, I can I, I I get the theme here. I think that's easy enough to remember. Good. There's a lot of terms that were just thrown at me, but I feel like I'm I feel like I'm okay. there, fam. One oppa girls to boy girls for girls. Nuna Hyang boys. Yes. It's one of those. It'll it'll click if you're once you start watching things that ha, that they where they're using those terms. It'll eventually click, and you'll stop even noticing it. Seems legit. That's a lot for one podcast. That is. That I feel is like a lot. a lot of things you'll want to know, things you'll need to know, and just things that I don't know. We went off the rails a few times. Us? Nah. <laughs> Can't imagine. Do we want to try and go through to give people an idea of where to start in K-pop? There's a ton of stuff here. I do have a really long I, thing. Well, you know what? I think what we should do, I, I don't, like, you're the host, so excuse me if I'm hijacking the show, but I do think perhaps we should pick one group that we're going to talk about on the next podcast, and our listeners can kind of do it in like a book club style. Yeah. So like, this is the band we're all going to come together and listen to. And then if you come back to the next episode, we're all going to talk about it and you'll know what we're talking about. Perfect. Yeah. That sounds like a good idea. So I guess first thing we got to do is we got to flip a coin, boy band or girl band. I thought we were just going to do one of each. Oh, are we doing one of each per episode? That's fine. Yeah. Let's do it. Okay. Oh, see, I was thinking we could, we could just choose a boy group and have Sarah do all the preparation and leading the conversation. <laughs> well, I, I, I'm in no, on this no. one per now, so I've got the drum roll, Zach. Uh, people want to know. Well, see what girl group will we be talking about on the next episode? Here's my thought: they should probably have the pair make sense together in some way. Okay. You know that if we're going to talk about one group of each, we should have something where, like, it makes sense we're talking about these together, and not just oh, here's two random ones that we just happen to pick. I mean, 
My first thought was EXO. Okay. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. That's why I see you side. Because like... EXO and XID? <laughs> the two uh, X's? They don't really no. mesh together nearly as much as you would think. Hey, man. No. I'm all about that alliteration. We established this earlier on in the podcast. Oh, yeah. we uh, Alliteration is great. EXO Red Velvet. Okay. I can do that. Both SM groups, r- relatively the same time. Yeah, roughly the same time. I was going to say either EXO... And SNSD, but SNSD is older, so that'd be like shiny okay. SNSD. So EXO, Red Velvet. Those are both big groups. Lock it in. Done. But yeah. yeah, okay. So next one, we will be talking about EXO and Red Velvet, and we'll be doing some kind of deep dive into the two of those groups. I have no idea how this is going to play out, but sounds like fun. <laughs> yes. Oh, gosh. I am very excited. Um, and... I guess if people are as excited about this as we are, where should they follow us so that they can talk to us about all of our feels and their feels about these new songs and also know when the next episode is coming out? <laughs> well, Mr. Redshirt King, why don't you lead off? Oh, yeah, we could, yeah, we could do that. Uh, I'm at Redshirt King on Twitter. Uh, I do League of Legends things uh, a lot. Uh, most of my Twitter is going to be either esports or political things, but I'm definitely going to try to throw some more K-pop out there as we keep doing more and more of this. So uh, by all means, follow me. Uh, we're probably going to keep the podcast unless we have a place for it right now. Not yet. Probably going to keep it on my rough drafts. So uh, subscribe to that. Uh, and if you stick around, I do a lot of interviews and fun conversations about the state of professional League of Legends that I think people who enjoy Korean culture, there's probably going to be some overlap there. So hopefully you guys can come join for that as well. Sarah, where can the nice people at home find you? I mean, most of my things are art. <laughs> it's not a problem. I, I know. Let's, um, if you're looking for K-pop, like my Twitter is redfox130, which is where I put all my K-pop references and at Shebom for actual art that i do really good art for the record (laughs) that you should totally get commissioned like i did for my fantasy things which i'll put in the description because they're really really good and i like showing them off what about you i'm gonna i'm apparently the host now zach where where can people find you (laughs) see i'm mostly just letting you go when you start i'm just like i'm just gonna see how long you go before you realize you've run out of things to say But anyway, um, oh, man, that's a dangerous game. I, okay. I'm not on Twitter a ton. If you want to find just the things that I, the place I post, the things that I do look, f- um, I'm at ravenous badger. There's not a ton of K-pop related stuff, mostly random videos that I do. You know what? Maybe you find, maybe you find things I say interesting. That's where you find more of things I say. I think that's an episode fam. So <laughs> come back yeah, for that. XL and red velvet shenanigans. Yeah. We have no idea when this is going to be. So soon TM. Yeah, soon. Soon. Because we are so great at scheduling times that we do these episodes. Absolutely. We are great at it. This is definitely the first time we had planned. Didn't reschedule multiple times at all. Oh, yeah. Nope. Nope. It it wasn't moved all over the place for no good reason at all. Hey. (laughs) Oh, no. no, I know there were good reasons. Eh. (laughs) I don't know. the, the, The hangover one was a great one. Hey. That was the previous podcast. Thank you very much. <laughs> yep. See, two episodes. We've already had, we've, one day we'll actually schedule one and hit the right time. I don't know. Seems risky. 
on an infinite time scale. <laughs> if you give us infinite attempts, we have to luck into it at least once, right? That's that's true. Broken <laughs> clocks right twice a day and all that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Thanks to everyone who listened to all of this nonsense. We appreciate you. I hope it comes out a lot less nonsensical in the edit. <laughs> yeah, hopefully. I believe in the you that believes in you. Oh, I'm glad somebody believes in me. Well, till then. See you around. <laughs> Dark. <laughs>